from San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the Frug Life. One of the most important lessons I had in college was from my advanced managerial accounting class. Some people, when they hear managerial accounting, think of cost accounting or how accounting is performed in a manufacturing environment. And sure, that was an aspect of the class. A much bigger aspect of the class was on incentives. Why are incentives important? Well, here is an example I once heard. In the Soviet Union, drilling companies were paid based on how many feet of excavation they did, not based on the products they produced or the resources they extracted. Now, one particularly devious and intelligent company, well, at least based on how you look at it, knew that if you drilled deeper, it became progressively more and more difficult. Instead, it was easier to drill more shallow wells. So instead of making working oil wells, the company dug a shallow hole and moved on to the next hole and did this over and over and over again. The most highly compensated drilling company in the Soviet Union had no functioning wells. And despite all of their drilling and despite all their compensation, they didn't create anything of value. The government had the wrong incentives in place at the company. Likewise, when I see companies with dysfunction in their operations, oftentimes the problem at the heart of the matter is the wrong incentives are prioritized. People are paid and compensated using the wrong metrics. Now, I know many of you are not managers or small business owners, so how does this apply to you? Well, you see, this principle applies everywhere. Think about investing advice, for example. There's lots of investment and other personal finance advisors, and there's a few different ways these people can be compensated. Some of these advisors make a commission when you buy a particular product with them. For example, lots of times I get offers to become a life insurance salesman. This isn't really something I'm interested in. I really have no desire to sell life insurance, and I think it interferes with my independence. If I'm trying to sell you a particular product, I am inherently more biased, as my incentive is to sell you the product that makes me the most money, and not recommend the product that is actually best for you. Oftentimes with life insurance, that is an expensive whole life policy. And if you're not a super high net worth individual, a term life policy may be best for you. I don't want to get into the details of insurance in this episode. However, I do have an episode all about insurance in the works right now. But to summarize in a few words, if you are an average person, a term life policy will be cheaper. You'll pay monthly or yearly or whatever, and if you die within the term or during the period in which the term life policy is in place, you'll get a set payout. Whole life is a little bit more complex. You pay more money for the same coverage, but your policy also has a built-in investment of sorts in it. For many people, this is kind of unnecessary. But if you are in a high tax bracket, you may get some tax benefits from this structure. Typically, it has to be pretty high, though, I think, to offset the increased cost. And there are other reasons you may want a whole life policy, but we'll cover that another time. In essence, though, I would probably be more motivated to sell you the whole life policy because I get a bigger commission 
versus the term life policy, even if the term life policy is what was best for you. Getting back to where we were, though, you should know how your advisor is compensated. Are they making money referring your business out? If they do, how do you know they will recommend the products that are right for you? Another question to ask is, is your advisor a fiduciary? Meaning they have a legal obligation to give you good, suitable advice. If they are a fiduciary, are they wearing their fiduciary hat when they meet with you and not their broker-dealer hat? Tony Robbins talks a lot about this in his book, Unshakable. It's a pretty good read and listen. Because of these incentive issues, some people recommend advisors that charge you a flat fee versus making a commission off of you. Others may advise you to do away with an advisor at all, at least not a traditional one. And as technology improves, there are now robo-advisors, robots that tell you how to invest. They're often free or very cheap. Now, I'm not here to tell you what to do. After all, I'm not your financial advisor. Whether you should hire someone, do it yourself, or hire a robot, however you want to get your financial advice is up to you. But what I do want you to think about is, how is the person you are hiring being compensated? How do they stand to gain from working with you? And as you keep that in mind, think about how their actions benefit them versus you. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, welcome back to the show. Now, after all of that talk about incentives and compensation, you may be wondering, Mr. Frug, what are your incentives? Great question. Well, the biggest satisfaction, of course, is helping people. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Oh, you want more? Well, I get compensated every time someone listens or downloads the podcast, at least when I have an active sponsor. I also get paid when people use my referral links to buy products or sign up for services. And lastly, I get paid when people buy my own products, like my book. I'm not here to pitch you on some crazy course that I sell for thousands of dollars. I think possibly selling a course like that could interfere with my independence and objectivity a little bit. I would think of you more as customers than people I am trying to help. Then again, they're not mutually exclusive. I'm sure I've aggravated some online gurus by saying that. You also can do this analysis on yourself. Look at what you are actually compensated for and potentially change your behavior to focus on the activities that actually get you paid. One possible application of this is the 80-20 rule, I think, where 80% of your business comes from 20% of your customers. And this is just kind of one of those universal, I would say rule, but I think the real term for it is heuristic. There's lots of people that talk about the 80-20 rule. It's a topic for another day, I think, but I think it's good to consider your incentives as well as other people's incentives, including me. Well, I hope you learned something from today's episode. When people come to you and try to sell you on some idea that seems too good to be true, keep in mind that they're probably getting a commission for selling you this and that the product may or not be what they claim it to be. All right. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As always, stay frugal.
This episode does not constitute investing, financial, or any other type of advice. The information in the show is for general education purposes only.